0: Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve a lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart.
1: Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. It is so great to be back here in Vero Beach, Florida, after evacuating to Marietta, Georgia, to my awesome cousin's house. Thanks so much, Teresa and, and Michael and... Um, melissa and megan and steven and meeting baby owen for the first time uh, mom and i really appreciated being able to have a safe place to go even if irma did follow us <laughs> from florida to georgia we are safe and sound so many are not here in florida and houston in the caribbean so um i just ask everybody to hold everybody in in your thoughts and your prayers and if there's anything you can do to help whether it's volunteering or giving um, it would be a really great thing to to help somebody out. I'm here helping out by being here on the radio and introducing you to some amazing people. So many businesses were hurt by this storm and their belief systems were rocked pretty hard as to whether they could step back up and do what they need to to, to build their businesses back up. I know that evacuating for this hurricane and even since the hurricane Matthew 11 months ago and the multiple falls I took, my belief system got shattered and it's been a, a journey to understand what my beliefs are. And I'm not just talking about faith here. I'm talking about any belief you have, any limiting belief, any belief at all to rethink them and go, where did that come from? And along that journey, A good friend, Ursula Menges, and I reconnected, and she has a new book that just released called The Belief Zone, a blueprint to make more money, give back to the organizations you care about, and live an authentic life. And she asked me to pre-read the book before it came out, and it blew my mind. It really has helped me kind of ground again and examine and ask myself some questions that I wasn't asking, that I didn't want to ask before, but because she posed them in her book, it made me start rethinking everything. Ursula is the founder of Sales Coach Now, as well as a sales expert, inspirational speaker, certified sales coach. She uses NLP, Neuro Linguistic uh, Programming, to help her clients double and triple their sales. She was responsible for increasing sales in one company by 90% in one year, which brought it to an annual run rate of $20 million. She really knows what she's doing, and beyond that, she is one of those special people. We met in an author conference once before, so please welcome Ursula Menjus to the show. Ursula, thank you for coming, being here.
2: Oh my gosh, Laura, I'm so excited to be here with you today and with all your listeners. Thank you for having me.
1: You know, I was... Really excited the first time I ever met you at at Author 101 University, which by the way is going to be here, it's going to be in Orlando, Florida in October, which is really exciting. Um, I won't have to travel to see all my friends at the the event, I don't have to go to California or Vegas, but your your books have been so amazing. I mean, your first one, Selling with Intention, I read, and then um, One Great Goal, both of them are impactful because of the way you use questions. You you make it so easy for somebody to go, oh, I don't want to answer this question, but I must, because of the way you pose it. Where do you get the ideas for your books?
2: Mm, great question. And thank you, by the way. And it is all about the questions. I love what you're up to and your books and your show and, and uh, you know, asking us to ask. So I... All books, to me, are divine downloads. They're, you know, I believe they come from God's source, whatever you call you know, your higher spirit, that higher realm, because I don't sit around and just think, oh, I'm just going to write this new book and I'm going to write it down. No, it's like, it's like a nagging <laughs> – well, I shouldn't say nagging because that sounds negative, but it's, it's like a little fly buzzing around my head, and I'll ignore it for a while, but the idea will keep coming back and showing up. And I don't ever feel like I have a choice about writing a book. It's like it comes into my head and it I need to write it down and it, it needs to come through. And every single one of my books has been that way. Just that feeling of, okay, here's the you ha- you have to get out because I know it's not about me. it's to help people. Uh, it's to help everyone that reads the book. You've
1: studied neurolinguistic programming. You run these amazing sales camps. Is that where this whole idea for the belief zone came
2: from? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the belief zone, interesting, you would talk about, you know, the hurricanes I've I've been thinking about and praying and and the fires and just all the things that are happening right now in the world. And, you know, the belief zone came through my own challenge and my husband's challenge of surviving the Great Recession in California. And while there weren't you know, fires or hurricanes, many, you know, I was in the Inland Empire and real estate wise, the Inland Empire in California was right behind Detroit. And we saw real estate values drop by 50% and literally like a day. That's what it felt like. And my husband was in real estate at the time. We owned a lot of real estate. I had my own business. I watched everybody I knew either lose a home, lose a job, um, lose a business, lose two businesses, lose 10 homes. I had a friend who lost 20 of her rental properties. And, you know, it was, there was a lot of loss. Now, I mean, thankfully, it's not, it's not comparable in the sense of the destruction of the hurricanes and rebuilding. Many people just left. And my husband and I, you know, we watched our own losses happen. And the belief stone was born out of that because I, it made me, it shook me to the core. It got me on my knees. And I had to say, what do I really believe about creating things and creating the life that I really want? And the lesson was that sometimes everything comes crashing down first. And creates the space to build the life that's waiting for you. And that was a hard lesson because I went kicking and screaming, you know, losing, you know, over a million dollars and our retirement accounts and pretty much everything. And within four years, you know, we had moved back to Minnesota, which is exactly where we were supposed to be, where we are supposed to be. Um, We had our son, Luca. We've been blessed beyond belief. Um, We've rebuilt our retirement accounts. We're in, we own real estate again. Like it, it, we rebounded so quickly and it was like, you know what? I want other people to experience that, that by shifting your beliefs and how you're showing up in the world and by getting back on your path and your purpose, everything can change very quickly. There are so many people
1: all over the world at any one given time, but I'm seeing it more and more now with, you know, the terrorist attacks, with these hurricanes, the fires where they're at that bottom, they've lost everything, and they're suffering post-traumatic stress from all of it. What would what do you say to them to help them start to even see something
2: beyond the bottom, Laura? That is such a tough question because I don't. <sighs> this is all about the questions, and I don't want to believe or make anyone believe that I have all the answers. I guess, you know, I would say um, start where you are. You can only start where you are. And today try to find one thing, if you can, one thing that you're grateful for. I was just at a conference over the weekend, and I was introduced to – an organization called Thistle Farms, and they're involved with human trafficking. And specifically in some of the worst areas, third world countries, where many, many women and children and some, you know, boys and men are being taken into, you know, this this world of human trafficking because they're, you know, they have nothing. And yet this woman went in and she started, she started a social enterprise so that um, women could come together and, you know, start to make money again and start to make their way out. And she's brought so much hope to them and they're moving out of their, their own way. And so I think it's, you know, it's up to all of us. I mean, one of the reasons I wrote the belief zone, you know, is so yes, like people can make their way back, make money, but give back to the organizations you care about like a Thistle Farms or like other nonprofits or social enterprises that are making this great difference because that's how we, that's how we help people get one ounce of hope to move out of that place where they are right now. Because if you can take one step, and think of one thing to be grateful for today, maybe it's just that you're still on the planet, then the next piece of hope will show up, and then the next piece of hope. And as long as you keep walking in that hope, the next thing will show up for you. And that can be the hardest thing, but I, I, know, I know it's possible. Anywhere in the world, I know it's possible.
1: You just have to find one thing, whether one it's thing. there's a flower growing out of the ground and everything else is gone or one room in your house or your favorite photo, whatever it may be. Or like you said, that you're on the planet. That's that's a beautiful way of thinking about it. I'm trying to figure out the best way to to formulate the, the next question that I have. Um, I think it's important to make sure we're all on the same page with the whole idea of belief. So can you define for us for this conversation?
2: What is a belief? Sure. The best, um, I've heard many different definitions, but one of the ways that I've heard it said is that a belief is just a thought that you think is true, and you keep pointing at that thought, believing in its truth. And I like to separate your religious beliefs or your spiritual beliefs from Things that you believe about yourself, or about your business, or about your life, there are similarities. But I, for the purposes of, the, of what we're talking about today, so if a belief is a thought that you think is true, that means you can change it because we can change a thought, right? So if we can change a thought, we can change our beliefs. An example is, you know, during the what I call the Great Recession that happened across the world. That I was in happened to be in California at the time. There were people that I, you know, some of my clients who thought. Wow, this is the worst time to be in business. This is the worst time because I'm going to lose everything. And they did. And there were other people, even in construction companies, who I watched and some of my clients who said, maybe this is the best time to be in business. Maybe I get to redesign and create a new story about my business, even though I've laid off you know, almost all of my staff and I'm kind of starting from scratch. Maybe this is a time to redesign my business and my life. And guess what? They were right. So a, a belief is just a thought that you think is true and you keep pointing at it. And, you know, I heard an interesting statistic. I've, I've heard this and you've probably heard this too, that, you know, we have anywhere from 60,000 to 120 thoughts that go through our mind every day. Most of those thoughts are things we believe and we're looking at and we're wondering about. And the other, the flip side of that though, Laura, is that most of those thoughts, 60,000 to 120,000 thoughts, women tend to be toward 120,000. Most of those thoughts are the same. They're the same thoughts that you had yesterday and the day before that. And often they're the same beliefs that you've had, you know, for the last year or five years. And so people wonder, you know, why is my life the same? Why is my business staying in the same place? Well, what are you thinking about what are those same thoughts that you're habitually thinking about every single day? Because that will give you a big clue into what's showing up in your life. Oh, and that's the great. Perfect. News is that's you perfect. can change it.
1: We're going to go into our first commercial break through so everybody thinking about that. What are the thoughts that you've been thinking every single day? And are they really true? We'll be right back with more from Ursula Menges. Ursula, before the break, we talked about defining a belief, and you said to look at what thoughts everybody's having, people are having every day, my listeners and myself and, and stuff. So what questions should someone ask themselves to help them determine what their belief is
2: around an issue? Is there sure. something that can help them do that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, first of all, um, if you're having an issue, you know, write it down. I'm a huge believer in writing it down so you can really look at it and visualize it and see what what that issue is. So, for example, if you own a business, uh, you might say, gosh, I wonder – the thought you might be having is, I wonder why my business isn't doing well. And you keep having that thought, which pretty soon can turn into a belief of, wow, my business isn't doing very well. And the next thing you know, you're telling everybody you know, you know, my business isn't doing very well. So it goes from, you know, this question and then you can move into – you know, creating an actual belief. So when you notice the questions, write them down before they turn into thoughts that become beliefs, because then you'll start to live into that belief. So you might say, "Okay, you know, I wonder why my business isn't doing well." Well, write down some reasons. Often, you, you we are our best coaches, and you know, when you ask yourself questions, a lot of times you can get to the answer pretty quickly. So you might say, "Oh, I wonder why my business isn't doing well." Well you know, I haven't been doing the same marketing that I did three months ago when my business was doing really well. And, or I haven't been making my follow-up calls and, or, you know, fill in the blank and the answers start to show up. So, you know, just be in that question, but write the answers down. My guess is that the answers are there. And then as one of my good friends, um, Brian Smith always says, you can pivot, you can move into what you really want.
1: That's, That's an interesting way of putting it, um, Before the break, you had also mentioned about the business owners who were thinking that, you know, the recession, it's crappy, business isn't going to be good, and the other ones that took the opportunity to change it. Peter Diamandis wrote a book called Abundance that I happened to read when all of that was going on, and it completely shifted my thinking because his book talked about how much abundance is actually happening, but there are shifts. There's pivoting happening in industries. They have to change. They have to morph. They have to maybe step into a slightly different direction in order to take things to the next level because that's where the world is going. You can't stay where you were at, um, which leads, which fades with that whole idea of beliefs that you were just talking about. What if, though, when somebody is writing down their list of why my business isn't doing well, and it becomes a litany of, well, my staff is horrible, everybody's out to get me, or you see a lot of those negative, limiting kind of thoughts. What mm-hmm. does somebody do then?
2: Ooh, those are my favorites, Laura. So, <laughs> um, this is a lot, a lot of the time I spend with my clients. We're, we're, we're looking at their limiting beliefs that have shown up. And uh, again, uh, an easy way to shift a limiting belief is, is to write it down. So you might say, um, th- the belief might be, every, everybody is out to get me. And so... You know, that's why my business isn't doing well. So that belief ends up becoming this story. So let's say you write that belief down. Everybody is out to get me, okay? Then I challenge my clients and I say, ask this question. What are five things? Let's do five today. Sometimes I say three, but I feel like you want, you want more. So what are five things that are not true about that belief that everyone is out to get me? Well you know, my good friend, Laura Stewart is not out to get me. Like she's always supportive. Oh, and look, you know, I have this great group of entrepreneurs that I'm in a mastermind with. They're not out to get me. They're always supporting me. And wow, I actually have a hundred clients and they, they really appreciate what they're not out to get me. And you start to realize that somehow you took on this belief. That's not true. And the second you start to ask these questions and answer them, the belief starts to dissolve away. Now, once it starts to dissolve, the next step is to create a, a, what I call an achieving belief. So what's a belief that you'd rather have outside of everyone's out to, try to get me? It could be everyone supports me and the growth of my business, period. And then the next step would be to write that belief. What if you wrote that belief down, that new belief Every day, twenty times a day for thirty days. I guarantee you it start to get it will start to get into your subconscious and things around you will start to shift.
1: Well it sounds like in order to and, and you lay this out so beautifully in your book, The Belief Zone. I, I love the way you laid it out. It was just so simple in its clarity, which I know is one of the things is clarity. Thank you. <laughs> That's one yeah, of the things you talk about sure. in the book. But So the act of writing it down, after you've done these five things that are not true about the thoughts, um, you then look at it and create an opposite, almost like an opposite of it. Give me an achieving belief, something that is truth, that you know is truth. And then you say write it down every day. In just a notebook, should they put it on post-it notes around their office, around their house, wherever they are, reminders on their phone? How do you stop from slipping back and maybe not writing it down sure. the next day cuz it's a like, it's a hard pattern. You're in like a rut. Yeah,
2: for sure. Yep, for sure. And I guarantee it'll it, you will flip, it will flip back to you. You will be confronted with opportunities of your old beliefs for it to show back to show up again. So having it on post-it notes is great. Like anywhere you're going to see it is fantastic. I would write it in a journal so that you can see every day that you've written it actually for 30 days. If you do that, you will be in a different place at the end of that 30 days. Because what will happen, Laura, is that opportunities and examples of people supporting you will start to show up around you. You, you just have to try It's like the idea of, you know, when you, I remember in California I got a black BMW one time and I thought, oh, no one has this car. Well, it turned out everybody else on the freeway has this <laughs> car. But I didn't see it until... I had one, right? So you won't see the opportunities to expand in this new belief until you start to write it down every day, and then you'll start to see it all around. You say, oh, you know what? That person supports me, and that person supports me, and the universe supports me, God supports me. I mean, it just goes on and on.
1: When somebody slips back into, they they start back into their limiting belief because maybe things are coming up or it's a struggle, um, what piece of advice do you have for them to remember i know it's you know you have your calendar so that you can see So, like maybe a calendar book is the way to go something that's dated so that you literally know you've done it every day on a date for 30 days but i know that a lot of my listeners have that rut thing and they're they it's so easy to get stuck especially the first time you're changing a limiting belief
2: for sure oh it's a great question so so part of it is to give yourself some grace because this is not a flogging tool, I tell it to my. I say that to my clients all the time. Like this is not an opportunity to beat yourself up if that old <laughs> belief comes back. Uh, so what I want people to do is to recognize that this is this is like anything else you've ever learned to do. It didn't happen overnight. Whether it was riding a bike, you know, it you know you fell down a few times. Whether you know, it, like when you launched, if you launched a business, it took some time. Like it's it's a skill that you're developing because once you get this skill, you'll be able to use it over and over again. So. The skill is just like, you know, if you're lifting a weight and building a muscle, when you see that negative thought coming back or that limiting belief, just notice it, acknowledge it, say, oh, hello, limiting belief, make a joke about it, just see that it's there and then let it pass on by. I don't want you to wrestle with it. I don't want you to resist it. Just say, oh, hey, there's my limiting belief again. Isn't that interesting? But what I really want to believe is this, that the support is all around me at all times, that the universe supports me, everybody supports me. And then you start to strengthen that new belief. So just look at it as an opportunity to build that muscle.
1: I like that, an opportunity to build that muscle. In your book, you mentioned... That takes the pressure off.
2: Yeah, so go ahead.
1: No, no, go ahead. Continue your thought.
2: Yeah, just that it's, it takes the pressure off of feeling like you can never have a negative thought again, because it's going to happen. You're, you're human. We all have egos. We're going to fall into that space. And just just acknowledge it. It's an opportunity to build the muscle. I laugh at them now. I go, oh my gosh, wow, was I really thinking that? That's amazing. Isn't that interesting? So that's the other thing you can say, oh, isn't that interesting? So you're sort of neutral about it, but you're not attaching feeling or emotion to it.
1: I love that. And we're going to go into the national news break, and I'd like my listeners to think about this. As you are um, listening to the show, think about what thoughts, well, how do you react to yourself when you have a negative thought? Think about that. And we'll be right back with more from Ursula Menges talking about her new book, The Belief Zone.
0: Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart.
1: For those of you listening to us live on the air here on iHeartRadio, welcome back to the show. And for those of you on the podcast, this was instantaneous. You didn't have to listen to the national news. I am here with Ursula Menges, author of The Belief Zone, a blueprint to make more money, give back to the organizations you care about, and live an authentic life. It just launched. It is an amazing book. I read an advanced copy of it. And as I was going through all the Hurricane Irma evacuations and return, I found a lot of my beliefs being challenged. And it was great to have this book um, and the thoughts from it there to, to assist with that process. So, Ursula, before the the news break, we were talking about how somebody can help themselves when they maybe backslide a little bit and those negative thoughts come in. In your book, you say that expectation is like a muscle. And I'd like to go into that kind of concept because it fits with that backsliding, that going back into the rut thing. Let's define expectation and then go further into that and how expectation slips into
2: belief. Sure. So we begin with our thoughts and then we, we stir in some emotion, which then leads to our beliefs. But the bigger question is after we think we believe something, do we move into expectation? Um, one of my good friends, Greg Kuhn, is the author of Why Quantum Physicists Do Not Fail, he talks a lot about the power of expectation from a quantum level. And I'm not going to talk about all the quantum physics behind it. You can read about it in, my, in the Belief Zone if you look at it or, or look it up in other places, the quantum science behind it. But the idea is that there's a difference between just believing something, thinking, oh, yeah, I believe in that, and moving into expectation. So let me give you an example. Maybe you believed in, you know, Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny or some other childhood mythical character i did <laughs> um i believe i in still all of do <laughs> i know i'm i know i hope i don't, hope there's no kids in the car if there are this really <laughs> happened they're still out there so wh- whoever you believed in and maybe someone at some point told you it wasn't true but go back like when you believe when you really really believed in santa and i still love the magic of santa claus i believed that there would be presents under the tree i believed that you know santa would eat the cookies and drink them out milk and i expected it to happen and it did And it's just like in my business, as I've grown it, when I've truly expected things to happen, without a doubt, like I just expected it. It's like an expectation. I just know this is going to happen. It happens. When I believe, but I, I get stuck in, do I really expect that to happen? Or am I in a little bit or a lot? of doubt about whether or not something is possible. Like I, I can believe it at some level, but still not expect it. And that's where we start to acknowledge and notice our limiting beliefs. So, you know, if, if you want to double your sales, a lot of our clients, you know, work, we work with them to help them do that, but they don't expect it. They might believe it. They'll say, you know, I believe I can do it. But yet, even as they're saying it, I can feel like there's a, but behind it, but I'm not sure that I can do it this month or I'm not sure I have the right team in place. I'm not sure I have the right products. Or I'm not sure that I'm priced correctly. So then all the limiting beliefs start to come out. And that's where you start to see the difference between what I believe and what I expect.
1: I like that. So what's the difference between what I believe and what I expect? That's a great qu- Oh, that is a tweet, everybody. What's the difference between what you believe and what you expect? Since I can't tweet and do this show, I just, I need to focus on my guest. Please tweet that out. What is the difference between what I believe and what I expect? Okay, so once somebody's sort of figured that out, then what?
2: So then it's just, so once you're in expectation of something, it just starts to happen. And so notice right now, Laura and all the listeners notice what it feels like to believe something, but to still be in a little bit of question about it. Yeah, I believe it, but like there's that, eh. but then think about what it feels like when you expect something to happen. You know, when you go to, for example, a coffee shop, you expect them to have coffee and guess what they do. Like it's a, it's a different feeling. It's just, you expect it to happen. And in business is a great example. So we'll see our clients. Some clients will let's say they get to, they're at 10,000 a month. They want to get to 20,000 a month. They believe it for a while, and then they start to expect it, and then it happens. But once they hit 20000 they often can continue to hit 20000 because it just becomes their expectation. And then they move to another level of sales and, and monthly revenue, which becomes their next expectation. So they just, it's, just a, it's a knowing. It's like, I just know that's going to happen. And so it is experiential. And the more you start to kind of feel into that and discover what you're expecting, it'll start to happen more and more.
1: Okay, now... Let's take that idea a little bit further. Um, some of my clients that I've worked with, they have some pretty amazing expectations on, on what can happen, that they can bring their businesses to $10 million in a year when they were at, say, 20000 um a month to start. How do you sort of frame the time frames that that may happen and how do you determine whether an expectation is based in reality as a possibility that could happen or not?
2: Oh my gosh. That is a, that is the billion dollar question, Laura. I, you know, <laughs> I was having that conversation with a client just this morning and it's, here's the thing. If you want a million dollar business, you have to create a million-dollar projection. You have to create the space for it to even happen. And if it doesn't happen in the time frame that you hoped for, it doesn't mean – it's not about beating yourself up or thinking it's never going to happen. It's about figuring out why it hasn't happened yet. Is it something you really want? Is your business set up correctly? Are you taking all the steps in front of you that you don't want to take? In the belief zone, I talk about moving out of your comfort zone into a new belief zone. And part of that is doing the things that you really don't want to do. Usually, to get to that next level, doubling your sales, growing a seven-figure mm-hmm. business, whatever it is, usually there's things that either you haven't been doing or you don't want to do. And it's, it's acknowledging those things and stepping into them. And, you know, it's, um, y- you might think you can go from $1,000 a month to $10 million a month. You might think, oh, that would be great. I really want that. Most people aren't willing to do whatever that would take. So then it's like, well, what am I willing to do? I really believe I could go from $1,000 a month to $20,000 a month, and I'm willing to do whatever that's going to take. And then once I get to $20,000, i am going to go to 40000 and so on. So part of it is also stair-stepping. I always, you know, share with my clients and encourage them to think, is it, you know, what's what's the stretch goal, okay? And it's a stretch, but it's believable for me at some level so that I can actually move from belief to expecting that it will happen. And if it's not believable at any level for you, that's okay. Like just you know, pull back a little bit until you get to that point where it's a stretch but still believable so that you can then expect and move into expectations.
1: That makes so much sense. I was just talking to somebody before the show, and they were like, well, we need to get salespeople in because I'm getting older and I just can't do all the sales. I don't know why we can't get salespeople. And I'm like, well, you you need to – be willing to mentor that person and do certain things. And they're like, no, I'm, I'm not willing to do that.
2: <laughs> right. Which Exactly.
1: If you're not willing to do what it takes to get to your goal, then maybe it's the wrong goal
2: for you, right? Maybe it's not exactly, and maybe it's not what you really want.
1: And it's a very interesting thing. On, on page 53 of your book, this really stood out. <laughs> I mean, the fact that I'm giving everybody a page number in this book, there are so many things that stood out. But you mentioned that forgiveness is needed to change your beliefs. And, you know, you specifically mentioned about sales or money, but there is a bigger theme to it. Why is forgiveness needed?
2: It's... (sighs) Listen to me, I can't even, there's, so forgiveness is a big topic for a lot of people. And, you know, I I just want to be careful with the words I use and how I explain it, because I think forgiveness is a very personal journey. And so I'll share my own story. A lot of times it's personal, it's forgiving yourself. And one of the things that my husband and I went through after the great recession is forgiving ourselves for buying so much real estate, forgiving ourselves for taking so many risks that, you know, put us in the situation we were in. Because we had a lot of energy, and, you know, we could play the blame game. Well, you wanted to do this. Well, you wanted to do Like, at some point, we were, like, looked at each other, and, you know, and we've been together 21 years now. And we thought, well, that's definitely not getting us where we want to go. We need to forgive ourselves and each other for making the decisions that we made. Because as my mom told me, my mom, who's, you know, such a great supporter and so wise, she said, yeah, she says, but look at all the things you two learned, And it was when that bulb went on for me, I went, oh my gosh, no one can take that experience away. Not only did I forgive myself, I realized the breadth of knowledge that I have. And it was one of the, my mom was really one of the inspirations that made me say, I need to write this book because it's, you know, we're going to fall down. Things are going to come apart. Everything's not going to go well. Forgive yourself. Forgive the people around you. Forgive your family. Forgive your childhood. Forgive all of it. It doesn't mean you forget. Let it go because that energy is not going to take you where you want to go.
1: I'm I'm just sitting here and letting that wash over me. <laughs> Thinking through a number of thing choices I've made that didn't exactly go the way I'd wanted them to and I went, "Oh, I haven't forgiven myself for that one yet." Okay,
2: got it. <laughs> well, and Laura, it's taken us to where we are today.
1: Yeah. It is very, very true. And all of the choices that we we've, we've made, I mean that I've made, <clears throat> have me on the air today being able to bring these ideas and people like yourself to my listeners. So I'm very grateful for that. All right, we're going to go into our last commercial break, and we're going to be back with more from Ursula Mendes, uh, author of The Belief Zone, A Blueprint to Make More Money, Give Back to the Organization You Care About, and Live an Authentic Life. By the way, inside the book includes her popular One Great Goal process. I love this. This book is something everybody should be reading. We'll be right back with Thank more from you. Ursula Mendes. Ursula, one of the things we've talked about during the show today, amongst many, many things, was the idea of writing down the thoughts that you have every day, and then looking at them and picking a thought that you're going to shift and change. How do, do you have a a method or a way for somebody to decide which
2: thought to start with? Sure, yeah, and they definitely don't have to write down every thought because that might take take some time. I, I would notice the, um, the thoughts that keep coming up that are stopping you from getting where you want to go. So, for example, um, if you think of a goal that you want to achieve and you'll notice, like, it'll spin through your mind. You'll think, oh, I really want to do that. Um, for example, you know, we'll use an easy one. Like, maybe you want to run a marathon. Like, that's been a dream. It's on your bucket list. Awesome. And yet, every time you think of that goal, There's a part of you, the other half of you that says, this little voice, well, you could never do that. So you go and eat a cookie. You're so out of shape. (laughs) Yes. So notice that thought. Notice the ones that, the negative, and then say, what's not true about the thought that I could not finish a marathon or I can't train for a marathon? And then take yourself through the exercise.
1: So what, so looking at the bigger goal, which is your, your great goal process, pick one thing something that keeps repeating over and over. So it's almost like the top of mind one, the one that's really just constant in your mind and start there.
2: Absolutely. And yeah, so using the one great goal as an example. So let's say you, you know what your one great goal is, you want a million dollar business, we said that before. So let's say you want, I want a seven figure business, I want a seven figure business. And that's my one great goal. And yet my limiting belief is, yeah, but you're only at $20,000 a month. You could never do that. That's not possible. Pick that one. I, that's an easy way to go is to think, what is, the limit, what is the number one limiting belief I have about achieving my one great goal? Once you shift that one, there might be a few others behind it, so we'll keep working on those. But then you, you'll notice um, you'll start to move pretty quickly toward that one great goal.
1: I'd like that so much. And the way you lay it out in your book, The Belief Zone, A Blueprint to Make More Money, Give Back to the Organizations You Care About and Live an Authentic Life. It felt, it didn't feel overwhelming, which so many books that have similar things like this in there, they can be so overwhelming. And the way you lay it out in the book is just just start here. Just pick one thing. And I think that is so important my listeners out there, I get overwhelmed and it's very easy to get overwhelmed. But if you step back, as Ursula was talking about, take a breath and just pick one thing and say, okay, well, what's not true about it? I think you can really start beginning to shift things and then use forgiveness. If you slip back, it's okay. And then just start from that new place. Ursula, last thought that you'd like to, um, actually before we do last thought, My listeners, I've gotten a few texts and some emails from some people while we've been on the show that I checked during breaks, and they'd like to know how to reach out to you and possibly um, get some time with you. How do they do that? And where to get the book?
2: (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. So a couple places. Uh, If you go, the book is on Amazon, so just search for The Belief Zone, and you can attach my name to it, Ursula Menchus. The Kindle and audio version, you know... As of September 19th is not out yet, but it's on its way. So you can but you can purchase the hard copy of the book right now. Um, and that's on Amazon. My website is SalesCoachNow. That's sales with an S, salescoachnow.com. You can go there. There's some free gifts and more information about what we're up to. And you can certainly reach out to me directly at Ursula U R S U-L-A at salescoachnow.com or on Facebook as well. Um, I have an author page as well as a personal page. You're welcome to message me there.
1: And I'll have um, links to to all of that up on um, the show site. It's allaboutquestions.com, so people can find that too. You also have an amazing podcast where you interview people. I know you interviewed me, and I'm not saying it's an amazing show just because you interviewed me. It's really an amazing show called Double Your Sales Now, and it's a podcast, and that's available on iTunes and Google and a lot of other places as well. Um, So a a last thought. Oh, and by the way, everybody, there are some amazing bonuses if you're buying large quantities of the book and um, some different things that Ursula is doing during the launch phase. And if you're listening to this after the launch phase, don't worry, reach out to Ursula. She's got great stuff up on her website. So Ursula at salescoachnow.com. Um, last thought you'd like to share with my listeners, Ursula?
2: Sure. And yes, and great point. If you go to thebeliefzone.com, you can find all the gifts there. I forgot to mention that. Thank you, um, Laura. Thank you, Laura, for what you've been doing in the world and for your book and for your show. And Last thoughts, you know, just to remember that it's, you're just one thought, one belief away, you know, from what it is you really want. And it, it truly is right there. So take, take a moment today to start to think about your goals, your one great goal, what it is you really want, and what are those limiting beliefs that are getting in your way. Dive into that, because just by taking a few steps in that direction, everything will start to shift for you, and you'll move into a new belief zone. I like that.
1: you are one thought away from where you want to be. Is that how you said that?
2: Yes, and I you know i I've heard other people say that. I think it's just a brilliant, brilliant thought. We're all just one thought away from our next thought, which can turn into our new belief and our new expectation
1: It, it sounds so simple when you say it that way, and it really can be right is, is what you're saying It can be that simple if we understand yes. that expectation is a muscle. And that we can change our beliefs.
2: And what if, Laura, we said it is that simple? What if it is that simple? I
1: have goosebumps. <laughs> we tend to make it very complicated. I mean, that's what your, your last thought is, that you just sort of implanted into us. That thought that we're making it more complicated than it has to be.
2: Yes. Exactly. It really is that simple. And that's what I see day after day in working with my clients, that they choose that new belief, they move into a new belief zone, and away they go. And anyone could, that's for everybody, wherever you are in the world, it can work for you too.
1: And it isn't necessarily instantaneous for some people, because belief is a muscle too. Expectation is a muscle, but belief is a muscle. So we need to exercise these new thoughts,
2: that's a great point, Laura, because even though, even though it, it might not feel instant, for some people, it can be instantaneous, and they'll start to, like, it'll shift that fast. I think for others, even if you don't see it, the shift right away, it's not in your physical world immediately. I want you to have hope and a feeling of possibility and knowing and expectation that just by doing this work, you are moving in the right direction. So let that feeling carry you for most people, it's a sense of peace or a sense of freedom that, yes, I am now moving in the right direction. It is happening, taking on that new belief and that new feeling so that you can start to move.
1: And it's that whole idea of then writing it down, you're saying, somewhere where you can see that you literally wrote it down every day, whether you write the numbers 1 to, 1 to 30 on a piece of paper and the date, right? Um, so that it's like, here's September, say September 19th, so If everybody's going through their process and they've picked a thought they want to change and they've written down their new achieving belief, then you write that thought down every day for 30 days in in your calendar or your iPhone or or whatever it is. And forgive yourself if you forget one day, just do it the next day and add an extra day. So if you if you skipped a day for some reason, then add another day at the end. Is that the idea, or no?
2: Sure, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Just, and, exactly, and lots of grace and forgiveness, and just keep going with it. And part of it, Laura, we didn't talk about this today, but start, have some fun. Have some, like, enjoy this life. Like, we can be so hard on ourselves, and so hard about, like, the goals, and I haven't done this. The most important thing you can do is feel good in this process, and remember to have some fun, do the things that you enjoy, and just trust that the rest of it is unfolding because you're doing the work.
1: That's such a great way to end the show. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Have fun, feel good, enjoy the process. Yes, it, it, this is not meant to be torture. This is meant to to be something that lights you up.
2: Yes, and and to be that bright light in the world by t- doing this process because you won't you can't help but shine when you're feeling good and others will start to follow you.
1: I love that. Everybody, I highly recommend the book by Ursula Menge's The Belief Zone, A Blueprint to Make More Money, Give Back to the Organizations You Care About, and Live an Authentic Life. Available um, everywhere books are sold. And remember, everybody, the right questions truly can change your life. Have a great day, everyone.
0: You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.